0: Hey guys, how's it going? Now, um, a little while ago, I posted an article on our blog, uh, just basically with some background about my story. And it turns out a few players have read that and they've set, sent a message saying, um, thanks so much for sharing that. Some things I could really relate to there and it's given me some motivation and hope that I can still go on and do good things, um, even though they're struggling at the moment. So on the back of that, I thought I'd do a short video sharing pretty much the, the main points of, of my journey so far. Um, so hopefully they can they can help you um, so in the interest of this not being about four hours long I'll just stick to the main points um, if you do want to see or read the, the much longer version then I'll add the link below so you can see the full thing um, but yeah so it basically started with uh, start off with I'm from an area called Buckinghamshire in England and my local professional club is Wickham um, Wanderers so like most players I started playing for a local team Uh, I think about the age of five I think it was and I still remember now I was my dad dragged me to that first uh, football training session because uh, I was really shy as a child and yeah I literally dragged me kicking and screaming to that first session as soon as I got there obviously I was absolutely fine Um, but yeah obviously glad that he dragged me there now but um, yeah so Started playing for local team, and then when I was eight years old, we had a, a tournament at Wickham-Andreus Stadium, um, only like a little six-a-side thing. And obviously there were lots of Wickham coaches there watching out for players um, and had a bit of luck on my side that day. So actually about two or three matches in, I went up for a header and someone decided to go up with their, their boot instead of their head, and their stud went straight through my lip there, and I had a big hole in my lip. So I ended up having to go to hospital, and missed the rest of the tournament. But um, as luck would have it, one of my teammates got uh, scouted and one of the other coaches, and or it might have been a parent said, um, basically said, oh, you, you need to give this other lad a chance as well at the trial. And that turned out to be, that was me. Um, so that was, uh, that was good news. So um, ended up attending this trial to get into the Wickham Centre of Excellence as it was at the time. Um, so that was like a 10 week uh, trial and there must have been about 80 players there and again to cut, to cut a long story short, um, it was me and one other player that was selected to go on and join the actual, the proper, um, Wickham Wanderers team for our age group and we uh, trained uh, at Bisham Abbey and it actually turned out that the other player never turned up so it was just me so I turned up to that first training session at Bisham Abbey, I didn't know anyone and um, had to just slot straight in there so you might be familiar with that sort of experience where you don't know anyone, you have to just, you know, slot in and uh, do your best straight away. So anyway, things at Wickham were going really well, um, ended up being captain of my team um, most of the time, never, never missed a match and um, playing up a year a lot of the time as well. And by the time I was about 16, I sort of really thought I had a, a decent chance of getting through to the first team um things were going really well I'd have I'd had a, a couple of sort of offers from other professional clubs as well um and decided to stay at Wickham obviously because it was convenient it was local and I was playing well there too there was no need to to leave um, so I decided to stay and uh, that all really changed all of a sudden when we got a new coach and completely different style of coaching he was an ex-player and just uh, completely obliterated <laughs> my my confidence really, Um, not just me actually, a lot of other players in the team as well. And it got to the point where even like a five yard pass, I couldn't even do that without being scared that it wasn't gonna make it there. And this is one point actually that I made that um, a lot of players said they can relate to. Just like overnight, your ability seems to just disappear. Um, If you're familiar with that feeling of if you're at work or um, whatever you're doing, you've got someone looking over your shoulder, watching everything you're doing, and they're going to sort of explode if you do it wrong. That's what it was like every time one of us played a pass. I'm probably, probably exaggerating that a little bit, but it was very unrelaxing and it just put everyone off. And my performance level really went through the floor. Struggled a lot with my mindset to, so, because to go from like one of the best players there and all of a sudden like really struggling to perform to anywhere near the same level was, and not knowing what to do to get back to that level was, uh, it was really tough. Um, so anyway, that that coach <laughs> went on to get fired, but by then I think he'd done irre- irreversible damage really. Um, and it got to the point where, from being in a position where I thought there's like, I'm dead cert to get a youth pro contract here. Um, when I was uh, 18, they offered me like a non-contract deal. So basically I was already at a good school and they said, finish off your studying and come in and train and play when you can. Which I thought, to be honest, meant uh, we don't really want you, which was fine. So I, w- I was gutted, obviously, but after nine years at Wickham, um, you know, being in and around that professional environment, I trained with the first team on occasion as well, and was always in amongst the first team players at the training facility. Um, ended up, um, yeah, leaving and playing semi-pro whilst finishing my studies. And then as luck would have it, when I was playing in a cup final match, an um, England schoolboy's coach was watching and um, approached me afterwards and off- offered me like to, to attend the trial for England schoolboys for that um, for the next season so um, that was that was great because I thought this is a good pathway back into professional football um, I, and that was still my my dream to be a pro footballer I had no intention of being a coach or, or anything else or having a normal job I just wanted to be a footballer um, so anyway that That England trials process was extremely drawn out. It felt like it was about a year long, to be honest. Started with a week's training camp, I think in 2008 that was, and then many, many series of other trials as they broke down the numbers. And um, I ended up getting down to the final 30 players and we trained at Lillishul. So the final 30 players in the country and the standard was great. We had um, uh, brilliant coaches who were, um, some of them were coaching at Premier League clubs at the time. Um, and the other players there were also in a position like me, I guess. They had been released from professional clubs, um, and they were trying to make it back. So there, you know, we had players from like Everton, um, I can't remember what other Premier League clubs, uh, players there were, but, uh, the standard, the standard was great. And there's actually two players who went on to play in the Premier League from that, uh, from that squad. But anyway, as he got whittled further and further down, this is <laughs> another thing which, uh, a lot of you you might be able to relate to this going from like being on top of the world to like the worst feeling ever um was when i was waiting for my letter to see if i'd made it into the final squad of 21 players so i got down to the final weekend of 23 players and i played well um so anyway there's a problem with the post my letter didn't arrive on time but other players letters had and uh I actually got a message on Facebook, posted onto my wall by another player, basically saying, congratulations mate, absolutely buzzing to be in a squad with you. So by that I thought, I've made it in. Um, I was running around the house celebrating, and then about 25, about half an hour later, I realized that post got deleted off Facebook, and my heart, uh, sorry, my stomach like sunk, and I thought, that's not good. I kept refreshing the page. Nah, it wasn't coming back. So I thought, what's going on here? And um, cut a long story short, ended up <laughs> finding out that I actually hadn't made the final squad of 21 players, I'd narrowly missed out, so I was absolutely gutted, um, you know, from going from thinking I've made it into the England schoolboy squad, and you know, there's loads of Premier League clubs watching those games, uh, scouts watching those games to make it back in, uh, proven by the fact that two players made it, went on to play in the Premier League, um, but. Yeah, gutted not to to get back in. So anyway, didn't give up hope. And um, sorry, I should mention, whilst that trial process was going on, I had a ridiculous injury. It was a medial ligament injury in my knee that I was struggling with. So I was going through that process of rushing back an injury, just getting ready so I could be okay to attend the trials. And again, if you read my story, you see how I came across that, got that injury. It was a stupid, stupid thing I did. So that really affected my fitness levels in the trials process as well. Not using that as an excuse, but just uh, something to learn from there. Um, but yeah, so after that um, process, I still hadn't given up, still wanted to be a pro. And then whilst playing for my semi-pro club, a uh, bit of a, f- a freak uh, tackle, ended up with a player landing sort of on the inside of my leg, jarred my hip, and I felt a tear in there. And it felt uh, really deep and not, not a usual feeling that I was used to from an injury. So I kept playing on and uh, thinking it was just a groin strain. Physio had a look, said, yeah, I think it's a groin strain. And then this horrible cycle started of week after week after week um, being talked into playing when I knew my, I was still injured because it, basically the swelling would go down. As soon as I started to try and train or play again, it would come back and I really struggled to move. And um, not only that, in the England trials, my performance levels, got back to, I got back to my old self, and um, was playing well again. And but then I was struggling with this hip injury, being forced to play on it. And the pain was yeah, horrible. It was like a grinding pain and really started to get frustrated and not enjoying playing at all. To the point where I just couldn't move. And um, obviously got it checked out, had an MRI scan. And uh, yeah, again, cut a long story short, doctor told me I could never play football again. It was a label tear and it couldn't be repaired. And with uh, football is just not the sport you only want to try and be playing if you've got a label tear. Um, so out of thinking it could be resolved and uh, still at a young age and serious about making it back into pro football, having already had sort of nine years in that environment, I, was, I knew I could, step back in if I was given an opportunity. Yeah, to just have that completely taken away was obviously devastating. And that's like your whole identity as well is like you're the footballer. And then all of a sudden you can't play football anymore. The doctor even said, you know, you can't be doing any sport, uh, no coaching because this is gonna get worse if you do. You end up in a wheelchair in five years time. And yeah, so you might be able to relate to that as well if you've gone through Uh, some sort of injury and you thought there's no way back anyway I was I was absolutely um, determined that I wasn't going to end up doing some sort of office job I was going to stay playing football and I searched everywhere for a second opinion I couldn't really find one from anyone and um, having just, I was going to go and do a gap year and go and do like a football camp abroad Um, but with this injury, I could barely move, so I decided to go to, um, to uni and do sports science and um, basically tailored everything where I could. All the um, assignments that we had around my injury to find out a bit more about it and try and start my own rehab process. So went to uni, um, had a great time, learnt a lot, but I, I was playing for the uni team when I could. I still had this injury, I was still determined to play even though the doctor said I shouldn't be playing at all. And yeah, I was I was still struggling with it. Couldn't really move properly. Um, but uh, when I joined the uni, I got into a, a scholarship to have my own strength and conditioning coach because of my previous time um, at Wickham Wanderers and with the England trials thing. Um, because I had potential to go back and become a professional footballer. Um, so I got signed my own strength and conditioning coach. I sort of played down the injury um, so that uh, I could, I could, yeah, go through, follow through with that opportunity and started training with them. And I noticed like um, unbelievable progress that I hadn't experienced before with this injury. And I got a lot stronger, a lot more robust, a lot more powerful. And that really sparked sort of my love for strength and conditioning really and my interest in this thinking, God, if only I'd knew, known all this stuff years ago, where I could be now. And thinking as well all the stuff that players are missing out on by not knowing this stuff uh, still now Um, so yeah I was doing sports science and I had my own strength conditioning coach and um, I was starting to notice some improvements but by the time uni had finished my hip still wasn't at a point where I could really play again I felt okay-ish but it still bothered me when I tried to even jog my my hip would swell up again and um, yeah so after uni um, I continued with my own rehab program, and this is where the start of the um, the Match Fit programs sort of came out. wasn't under the name Match Fit. These were things I designed, and that I was following myself. Okay, um, and then obviously I, I having found strength and conditioning really interesting, I started studying football-specific strength and conditioning and applying what I was learning to this training program. And again, to cut a long story short, I. Was following this program noticing good improvements. I went to Australia to go traveling to get away from England get a different environment and again as luck would have it a Wiccan coach that used to coach me was living in Brisbane in Australia and I connected with him again. He offered me a trial um, in the NPL over in Australia and this is when I was I was playing for a local team in Australia whilst doing my farm work to get another visa just to see if my hip could manage to play in a match again and gradually it started to unlock and i could complete a full match again for the first time in three or four years that was a great feeling just to be able to play again was amazing um so yeah got this trial at the npl club in brisbane and um ended up yeah getting signed which was again dream come true dream come true because there was a point where i thought i would never ever be able to play football again and now i'm back playing multiple times a week at a a decent level and getting paid for it as well. And alongside that, I could start coaching. And I was still learning about fitness and football strength and condition as well. So whilst I was doing that, um, I started doing one-to-one coaching with players, showing them what I had learned and started getting some great results for them. Um, But also at the same time um, with that MPL club, had some great opportunities. Um, that again was a dream come true. They—they're not anything like you know playing against Barcelona or Real Madrid. But to go from having no club for three years, not knowing anyone in football anymore, and not being told I can never play again, to going back to this environment and playing against um, a club called Brisbane Roar, who are an A-League a- 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 club who you might be familiar with, just being on that pitch, and um, being captain of the team, and you know shaking hands of. Um, the Brisbane Roar captain, that was like an amazing uh, sort of moment in that journey of of four years from England schoolboys trials, career end injury, knowing absolutely no one in football again, having no help doing my own rehab programme, all the way back to this, it was just amazing. Um, And then, so played in Australia for a couple of years, cut a long story short, again, I decided I wanted to, I was sort of uh, 25, 26, I wanted to focus go all in on match fit because um, that brought me loads of enjoyment. I was really passionate about sharing what I'd learnt with other players to help them um, not only play better, reach their full potential, but also not have the setbacks that I did, which a lot of the time were very avoidable. Um, so decided with that, I wanted to move back to, back to England um, for the more opportunities with the business, business back in England and then was coaching players one-to-one. That was going great, Um, but because it was just just me, um, there was only so many hours in in the day I could do, and I started to share what I was teaching online, started to build a following, and it made more sense to design, sort of transform that program I had followed into a program which could be applied to other players, and at the same time, adding more and more knowledge into it that I didn't have access to when I first started designing it, which made the programme even better and even more effective, which is the MatchFit programmes now, and I'm still learning new stuff and still applying it. So it's sort of an ever improving programme. But alongside that, hiring some um, more coaches who um, are experts in each area, for example, psychology and nutrition, to support me in delivering this and helping players at a bigger scale. Um, And that's at the stage we're at now, really. And uh, so we've got a team of coaches um, and who work with a lot of the players that we're obviously coaching at a deep level and um, it's really like a unbelievable journey from being told i could never be involved in sport again to find something some completely separate career to go if you just being determined that that wasn't going to be the case going back to playing again getting into coaching and then getting into strength and conditioning and then being in position i'm in now um, is just awesome so that's really, my mission is um, I never wanted to be a coach. The whole reason I got into football strength and conditioning was for me really, for selfish reasons, because I wanted to get myself back to playing. And then I fell, sort of fell in love with it and uh, realised that other players need to learn from this and other players were getting good results from what I was showing them, so to do it at a bigger scale. Um, so hopefully that's given you some, some inspiration and motivation if you're struggling with injuries right now or anything else like that, or you've been released from a club. Football is a lot about opinions and if you can work on yourself and work on your mindset that's going to take you a long way because if you just stop when someone tells you you're not going to make it it, just listen to what you believe you can do inside of you and it's going to lead to something good. I believed I could still play at professional level but realistically I'd spent four years out but I still had a go at it. I put everything into it and that's led me to something else which is arguably just as good if not even better so if you just trust what you think something inside you is guiding you the direction you want to go um, then you know i believe that'll lead to some brilliant opportunity and you'll come good in the end Um, so that's again the very brief version of the journey uh, that i went through Many more ups and downs. If you want to read about those, check out the, uh, the link below that I've added. And there's the full story there. But yeah, just a story that shows, hopefully I can relate to a lot of the issues you might be having. I have a lot of empathy for different um, obstacles players come up against, because I've pretty much been through them all uh, myself. And um, as I say, come out pretty well, pretty good in position on the other side, which is awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's the uh, the brief video sorry if it went on a bit but um, hopefully this will this video will help you and uh, if you've got any questions feel free to post them below but um, yeah again I've added the link to, to this below the video but uh, yeah don't be uh, if life was always perfect in a straight line it'd be boring so think about things think of things that are setbacks happening for you not necessarily to you because when you something doesn't go as planned then it's down to you to adjust, adapt, be resourceful and a lot of the time it'll make you even better not just as a person but possibly as a player and a coach as well whatever you want to be. So yeah hope you enjoyed the video and I will uh, catch you in the next one. Hey there, it's James here from MatchFit Conditioning. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you got loads of value from it. If you did, please share it with your teammates and your coaches so that they can get that value too. Um, Now, if you're interested in one-to-one coaching from the MatchFit coaches, then we actually have a package called the MatchFit Squad. So what that package includes, it's all uh, based online. So we coach you online, it's one-to-one. Um, and you get one-to-one access to a sports psychologist, a sports nutritionist, a strength and conditioning coach, and also an injury rehab specialist as well. So those coaches are, one of them is me, the other one's Yanni, then we've got Sean, we've got Barney, and we've got Jared as well. So you get one-to-one access to five coaches, and we work within private Facebook groups Okay, and you also get access to a video library, which contains coaching videos that we've all put together. And there's uh, more podcasts in there too. So you can learn on the go. But really the focus is on that one-to-one personal experience with each of our coaches to help take your game up um, ultimately to top pro level is what we want to help you do. So you get that mental support, you get the nutrition support, and you get the, the fitness training support as well. Those three, key, uh, those three key pillars of your performance, we're going to really uh, double down on and make sure that you've got them nailed and got them right. Um, and that's going to have a real big influence on taking your performance to a higher level over the next couple of months. So if you are interested in working with the Match Fit coaches one-to-one, then um, click the link that I've included in the description of this podcast. And there you'll find all the details and you can actually get a seven day free trial. So you can join the MatchFit squad free for seven days, come inside, check it out and see what it's all about. And we'll help you as well um, in those those first three, seven days, as much as we possibly can, just like you were any other MatchFit squad member. Um, So if you're interested, click click the link included in the description of this podcast. And I really look forward to connecting with you inside the MatchFit squad.